You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brains, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host. AJ Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com, and we are now officially caught up. Yes, we have reached Blue Jays Fan Friday in this triple header edition of the podcast today, and a lot of you have sent your stuff in, and I am so thrilled. So we are going to be going over that very shortly. Um, and then we're going to discuss a little bit about the upcoming Yankees series. Um, it, we'll, we'll do our best with tonight. I mean, game will probably have started by the time you hear this, but there are things to talk about for the weekend. So we will move on and do that for you, but let's get to your selections for the most valuable Blue Jay of the first half of 2019. Uh, A lot of different choices, which is good to see, I guess, if you are the Blue Jays front office. Um, But yeah, some uh, people were all over the place. And I love that because that means there are so many different opinions and so many different perspectives coming into the season. So I'm going to do my best to go through them all. And yeah, I'm, I'm ready for it hope you're ready for it. So, um, just to recap, I had, um, I had Lourdes Gurriel, Eric Sogard, and Freddie Galvis as my most valuable hitters with, uh, Socrates Brito, my least valuable. Um, and then Marcus Stroman, Ken Giles, and Daniel Hudson as my most valuable pitchers, which, uh, with Edwin Jackson as my least valuable because of course, so let's start with Alex Poff at Poff Alex. Difficult call. Stroman has been the backbone of a beleaguered starting five, but Alex will vote for Guriel. His positive attitude and his emergence both as both an offensive and defensive threat since his callback has have been inspiring to the team, showing all that, hey, we can do this. And Alex said a lot of things that I, I noted in the earlier podcast episode, which um, just just having that kind of kind of uh, fortitude, that that stick to itiveness, I guess, to be able to come back from that early demotion and just be as electrifying as he has been. And and we didn't talk about his defense enough because he's. He's shown an ability to play the ball off the wall with ease in the outfield that was definitely missing. Like, Brandon Drury is not as good at that. Brandon Drury is a third baseman. Teoscar Hernandez isn't as good at that because Teoscar is not about defense, which is exactly what you want to say about your center fielder. But just just um, Guriel's instincts in the outfield and then the absolute cannon for an arm that he's got. He doesn't have to reel it in anymore. He doesn't have to try and take something off his throws like he did when he was playing second base. Now he can just rip it. And 
rip it, he does. The this I think he still has six outfield assists. Um, but still, that's that's in like a month and a half. That's pretty good for an outfielder. So definitely agree. Um, with Alex highlighting both sides of the ball with Lourdes. Shauna She at Shauna underscore She. Eric Sogard, face of the Blue Jays. Blue Jays do run the goggles out a lot between Cecil and Jansen and uh, Clippard. Um, you can argue that Eric Sogard is continuing as that face. Um, again, can't argue with what he's done as a teacher. So Karen Suter at Karen Suter one friend of the podcast, fellow Jays from the, from the couch com. I almost said Jays from the com, which I don't think works very well, but Karen tough choices for MVP. Karen goes with Guriel jr. Even though he's only been good since his recall, Honorable mention to Stroman, Giles, and Sogard. So our top four, pretty similar. LVP for Karen is Edwin Jackson, Mr. Almost Guaranteed Loss. I like how she had to put almost in there because technically Edwin Jackson does have a victory for the Blue Jays this season. I know it's very hard to think back to that, but he's one in five. Just like Clayton Richard. Uh, um... But yeah, dishonorable mention to Hanson and Brito. And I think a lot of fan ire was raised during that month of May when Brito and Hanson were regularly featuring in that lineup for absolutely no reason. Hanson is a quad A player. Brito is a quad A player. There, It was just really, really tough to try and watch. So... I agree wholeheartedly with Karen there. A lot of people agreed with Karen. So that was good to see. Um, Violet Brown at Brown01Violet. Uh, Violet's going to be different and pick Trent Thornton. Not the best pitcher and not always great, but he's been mostly reliable and best represents what this year is about. Throwing something against the wall and hoping it sticks. A very interesting pick. And... And Trent Thornton does embody a lot of the Blue Jays and and does embody some of that hope that we were talking about as well. Trent Thornton, again, a guy who was expected to be in Buffalo, wasn't expected to be up with the club this quickly and thrust into such a role, kind of like Ryan Barucki was last year. But Thornton's taken the job. He's shown an ability to to have flashes of brilliance. He's shown the ability to to give you relatively consistent innings outside of blowups against, you know, the Yankees in Boston, which what are you going to do against the Yankees in Boston? But um, I, I do kind of like that pick just, just as a representative of what this blue chase team is this season and what it can be. So uh, Jay's Rob at Jabroni Rob, frequent contributor to these fan Fridays. Uh, two so far, Stroman and Guriel. Guriel has been on fire, spelt with three Ys and three A's, um, since returning. Again, can't argue. Guriel has been exactly that. Um, I would have gone pineapple emoji instead of fire emoji, but that's just me. Um, the Smiling Goat at The Smiling Goat. 
Goat is going to say Freddie Galvis more for his clubhouse presence than his on-field play, though that's been great and goes hand-in-hand with the former. He's been a great mentor for the younger core, and I think they've all made strides because of him. Um, Sogard does get a lot of the attention for that kind of mentorship role because he's a bit more obvious about it, but Galvis has been been that since the start of the season for the Blue Jays. I remember seeing one instance where they showed Vladimir Guerrero Jr. taking grounders at third when he was uh, when he had a bit of an injury problem, and uh, Galvis was there, um, just helping him with his picks and and helping him uh, with his throws. Um, same thing when Trent Thornton was getting rocked. Galvis was the one who noticed the tipping. And Pete Walker came out as well. But again, having Galvis out there is having like having another coach in the field, which for a younger younger team is so invaluable. Um, and and Freddie's been great for that. It's a shame either Freddie or Sogard is probably going to go because they're going to have to make room for Boba Shet. But both of them have been great additions, and again, would not hesitate to bring them back in the future if necessary for a spot. Um, Joanna at Hum and Chuck, uh, Blue Jays Twitter royalty, checking in. Um, and her MVP ballot in order. Stroman, Giles, Guriel Jr. Again, I, I figured those were going to be the obvious names, so really not surprised someone is in tune as Joanna my fellow Amazon um, had had similar thoughts. So, uh, oh, Sean Doyle at Doyle JFTC. I never heard of this guy. Hmm, what's he think? Uh, MVP Stroman. You can give him that. I mean, he's the All Star. LVP Alan Hansen, and that may be a little bit of an upset over Socrates Burrito. I. I guess um, if you are are favoring Hanson over Brito, you're you're mo- you're more looking at the defense, I guess, with Alan Hanson because Hanson was supposed to be like this utility guy, this jack of all trades, master of none. The master of none was more obvious, and there were just some boneheaded plays that Alan Hanson had that really uh, diminished his value, I guess, but. Yeah, I guess that Sean Doyle guy's all right. We'll we'll talk to him soon, hopefully. Um, Tim Bennett at TI Ben twelve, MVP Galvis and or Giles want to give a shout to Shoemaker. His start was incredible and could have had a great bounce back season. Hundred percent agree on that, Tim. Like we said in the in the pitching MVP discussion. What we lost when Matt Shoemaker tore his ACL um, was it was devastating to watch. Devastated this rotation. It's why it's got a hole in it. So, um, I I entirely agree. Again, I would love to see Shoemaker back in Toronto next year or or on a similar contract because I think he works well. It's just a matter of actually getting a healthy season out of them. And the fact that she was still around the team and still contributing, even with this bulky ass brace on his knee 
and I apologize for for using that adjective, but it is bulky. Um, but no, it. I would love to see him continue that that work with the team in the future. Uh, Tim's least valuable player is Edwin Jackson because, of course, of course, it's going to be Edwin Jackson. Um, Liz at Biggles14, more Blue Jays Twitter royalty. Um, Stroman MVP, very simple, makes sense. Um, at the Real Tail17, um, Stroman and Giles are 1A and 1B for tails when it comes to pitchers. And then uh, hitters goes Guriel, Galvis, Sogard. So we're thinking very similarly. Just a little bit of a swap on Galvis and Sogard. Probably the the fact that Galvis has been here in the start of the season helps there. Um, so totally understand that. And we will wrap up with Everything Rich at Everything Rich. Galvis is probably my MVP. Really solid defense and good at the plate. That's that's Freddie Galvis to a T. Again, can't really argue with that choice. Um, it, you give him a full season over Guriel's kind of hot month. I totally understand that. So thank you all for your votes. Thank you for your thoughts on those. We will be right back with a brief preview of the series against the Yankees. We'll be talking more about that on Monday, I'm sure. But just a reminder, if you haven't heard it enough today, I will say it again. If you want to reach a unique audience for your product or your company, then put an ad right in this spot on this podcast. If you want to get connected with this audience, email is the best way to do it. Um, so hit me up at neoac18 at gmail.com or locked at lockedonpodcast.com to get more details about increasing your business. You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Um, so... Blue Jays and Yankees, they just opened up at the time of recording. Uh, Yeah, Aaron Sanchez trying to avoid Major League leading loss number 13 tonight. We will see how well that goes. Um, Charlie Montoyo actually outlined his rotation for the next few days. It's going to be Sanchez, Richard, Stroman hopefully goes in the finale in New York. Trent Thornton gets the opener against Boston. And then it's a great big eh from Charlie Montoyo because that's where the Blue Jays are. Did confirm Ryan Barucki's going to get at least another rehab start in Buffalo. So won't be him yet. Um, Eric Sogard DHing has just let off the game with a hit off Domingo Herman. So that's pretty good. Nice to see Sogard coming out of the break strong. Um, but yeah, this the necessity for starters is the only thing keeping Aaron Sanchez in this rotation right now. And if he wants to start rebuilding that value of his, he needs to start showing it. 
And I know he's had problems in Yankee Stadium. And honestly, I'm not expecting much out of him. I'm expecting the same out of him that I do Clayton Richard in this series. It's why I'm not expecting a win, um, a series win, let's say, out of the series. Um, but he's he's got to show something. He's got to show some control. He's got to... He's got to show some ability to put the ball where it needs to be. Otherwise, he's going to make it very easy for him to go to the bullpen, which is basically what everyone's been calling for, especially considering there are guys like Jacob Wagspach, guys like Sean Reed Foley, guys like Thomas Pannone, who's shown they can do it more than Aaron Sanchez can. And even if they their arms aren't as stretched out as Sanchez, Four solid innings are better than either six mediocre innings or two and a third terrible innings, which is what Aaron Sanchez has been giving this team lately. Again, since the start of June, it's been like watching a a batting practice robot throw. Like, you could interchange Aaron Sanchez and John Schneider, and I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. So, Aaron's got to go out there and actually prove himself. He's got to go throw some strikes. And I know it's going to be difficult to try and work through that New York lineup. But that's the task ahead of him right now. If he wants, if him and Scott Boris want any kind of freaking value, or if they want to be able to trade him out of Toronto, he's going to have to go out there and start pitching. That's, that's it, plain and simple. You want your money, go do your job. That's the goal for Aaron Sanchez tonight. Again, playing Richard, he just has to eat innings. I am not expecting anything out of him. And then Strowman, um, I know the relationship is fractured, but if he wants to be in New York, which personally I would like nothing less. Yeah, I would like nothing, that is no Marcus Stroman pitching, than Marcus Stroman pitching with the Yankees because that would depress me. And I'm, I'm, I'm a person who traded for Edwin Encarnacion in her fantasy pool, breaking my no Yankee rule just because it was Edwin and I wanted home runs. So um, we'll probably talk more about Stroman on Monday as well. Um, there have been some interesting trade packages around him, but I uh, it's been a triple header day, y'all. So... I'm going to call it here. Again, thank you to everyone who submitted their thoughts on MVP. Um, Karen got in touch with me, said Pat Tabler said Eric Sogard's the MVP. Um, He's got support. So um, a reminder, if you want to get involved, like all these fine people did, Follow me on Twitter at NeoAC18. That's NeoAC18. I'm not sure how long that handle will stay in place because I'm starting to narrow it down. And I I, I do want to change it just because it doesn't feel very personal anymore. Like, so I'm going to get something that has AJ in it. But all the good short ones are taken by, like, bots or, like, Accounts that have been deactivated for like 10 years, but Twitter doesn't delete them because then that'd be admitting they don't have as big a base as they do. So I'm kind of screwed, but we'll figure it out. Once I once I figure out what direction I want to go, and I do have a couple ideas, um, 
I will let you know here. But for now, just stick with Neo AC18. Still there. Um, and uh, follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Locked On Jays. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, make sure you don't miss an episode. Um, subscribe on Himalaya, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. See if um, see if Google Podcasts is working. Then subscribe. Then Apple Podcasts. Um, wherever you get podcasts, you can find Locked On Blue Jays. So. Again, thank you for sticking it out with me during this triple header edition of the podcast. I'm going to go watch Aaron Sanchez probably give up at least four runs. So we'll see how that goes. Until then, for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and for everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.